Salutations, friend, and welcome to an episode of The Profit Scale. This is the podcast for consultants, experts, and service providers who are either already serving corporate clients or transitioning towards it. This is the place where you can find tailored solutions to help you close your first, next, or biggest client yet. I'm your host and income strategist, RJ Connell, and if you're looking for expert strategies to help you build on your existing success, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Turn up the volume and lean in, because we're about to get started. Salutations, friend. RJ Connell here, your favorite corporate consultant. And what do you know? It's that time again. We recently held our monthly August conversations on the myths, mistakes, and mindset around pricing. Pricing is one of the biggest challenges entrepreneurs face, whether you're serving B2C clients or B2B clients. Knowing how to charge for the full value of your service is a struggle that we see with so many of our clients here. So we decided to talk about it, to shine the light on the false facts and to challenge the mindset and the taboo that surrounds it. In today's episode, we'll share a clip from our conversation on pricing to give you just a glimpse of some of the powerful information that we shared. As usual, you can catch the full replay on our website at rjcconsulting.com forward slash CV replay, or click the link in the show notes below to access the full video. But just before we jump into today's conversation, we're opening up 10 spots in September to support you in your pricing through our Priced for Profit package. This package provides you with industry-leading training on one of our signature frameworks, the Pillars of Pricing, to help you understand what factors actually go into your pricing so that your business can thrive and not just survive. And it includes a one-to-one pricing consultation to help you make sure that you are priced for profit and not just revenue. We have limited spots available so we can serve both you and our new Systems at Scale clients to the highest degree. If you're ready to stop undercharging and to stop underpaying yourself, then join the waitlist using the link in our show notes to find out once our scheduling calendar becomes available. First access will be given to those on the waitlist and it's first come, first serve. So join the waitlist now so you don't forget. All right, let's get started. We always start our conversations with statistics to show how the research supports the discussion we're about to have. And this week was no different. We shared some statistics about the pay disparity between women and men that I'm going to share with you now before we jump into the clip to give you some more context on our discussion. These numbers represent data from this year, 2020, and studies conducted by Payscale show that women in general earn 81 cents for every $1 earned by a man. This disparity alone results in a loss of income of $900,000 over a 40-year career, meaning that women earn nearly $1 million less over the span of their career for doing the exact same work as a male staggering. And the statistics get worse as women progress in their professional careers. The same study showed that female executives earned 61 cents for every $1 earned by a man, meaning that the pay gap for women actually increases as they progress in their careers. So what about women in business then? 
Well, the stats aren't much different. The average women-owned firm generates an average annual revenue of $142,000, while the average male-owned firm generates an average annual revenue of $474,900, meaning that even when we start our own businesses, we're still earning more than three times less than our male counterparts. Considering that many of us started our businesses to create financial freedom, this is a huge problem. And although the statistics shared are mainly about women, the pay gap both in traditionally professional careers and in entrepreneurship exist and are more prevalent amongst Black, Indigenous, and people of color entrepreneurs. These are just some of the statistics we shared, and this is part of the reason we are having this discussion. So as you listen, I urge you to consider how our discussion reflects your beliefs and your practices in your business. Are there ways that you contribute to these statistics? And what are you doing to ensure that you don't become one of these statistics yourself? Wealth starts with knowledge, my friend. And that's why we hold these conversations monthly. So now that you have some background information, let's jump in. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to our August 2020 conversation. I'm really excited about this today and what we're going to be discussing. We're talking about pricing myths, mistakes, and a mindset. Um, and so I'm really excited about jumping into today's conversation and just hearing back from you guys. So the three pricing obstacles as it relates, the three mindset obstacles as it relates to pricing are number one, fear, number two, confidence, and number three, scarcity. These three pricing mindset obstacles are at the root of nearly every pricing challenge, especially as it relates to female entrepreneurs. So I want to dig into it a little bit more when it comes to fear. So fear is, like I mentioned earlier, the fear that people will not pay you or that you will lose clients if you charge at a particular level. And so when we're thinking about that, we're thinking about the fact that I I believe actually all of these kind of tie into scarcity, but we'll start with fear. Fear that that clients won't pay you, fear that maybe even their perception of you, if you charge at the right level for your business or for your services or your products, that they'll perceive you in a particular way. Or even maybe family or friends will perceive you in a particular way. Fear that you won't be able to make enough money. Fear that you'll maybe go out of business or that you won't be able to keep money flowing because clients won't come to you. When it comes to confidence, it's a lack of confidence that sometimes you deserve what you're actually charging or that your, your service is worth that amount. Sometimes it's a lack of confidence as I don't know, again, tying into fear if people will pay if I charge this. And so because I'm not sure what's going to happen, I'd rather keep it at what it is or charge lower. And then when it comes to scarcity, actually, I believe a lot of this ties into a scarcity mindset. And scarcity is you're thinking there isn't enough for me to charge at this higher level. So rather than looking at finding the people who are able to pay at that level and who need your service at that level. It's, well, here's who's around me right now. And the people I see are all the people that are available to me in terms of my business. And when we think that way, it might not be a conscious thought, but that's the premise of, I have to get the clients that I have around me right now. It's, it's, it's having this mindset behind you that I'm not going to be able to reach other people or there aren't other people who are able to pay at my elevated price point. So when it comes to scarcity as well, it's also, I believe some of this is cultural and we'll, we'll get into that in, in 
you know, just a few minutes. But when it comes to scarcity, it's like we have this mentality. And tell me if this is just me. Maybe it is. And that's okay. (laughs) Or was just me, not who I am now, but who I was. We have this mentality of like never spend too much money. We like there's it's kind of like we think there's a, a finite amount of money in our lives. And because of that, it's like never spend too much. Always look for the sale. If you don't need to buy it, don't buy it. If you're not sure, don't buy it. <laughs> if you could get it cheaper, don't buy it. And we have this mindset of scarcity around everything that we that we do that's not even just strictly related to business, related to our personal lives, related to the way we interact with money in general. And so we're always looking at how little we can spend. We as individuals, not our clients, we as individuals. And so when we step into business, we carry that mindset forward of other people are always looking at how little they can spend because it's the way we think. So we project our thought processes onto our potential clients and we structure our business in a way that has those limitations built into our business structure without even knowing it. And then when we do actually attract the clients that we set up our business to attract, which are the clients who are always looking at how little we can, they can spend because that's what we're putting out there, then we create almost this um, self-fulfilling cycle of, well, these are, the cli- these are what my clients are always thinking when really that's the way we're presenting our service. That's the way we're presenting our business. And realistically, that's still our mindset. And we haven't done the work to actually change and shifted that mindset yet. And so we're attracting people who are at the same level of, of thinking that we're at. And it's not necessarily their fault. There's still work that we have to do. So we're going to cover now the myths and the mistakes. So when it comes to pricing, a few of the most common myths, two of the biggest ones, in my opinion, and in my research as well, and especially for women, <laughs> is charge what you're worth. So this is a huge one. And I only put two on here because this was enough to to make sure we spent some good time on here on these two ones alone. So the first myth is charge what you're worth. Let me help you understand why I, I put this as a myth. When it comes to pricing, there are a lot of times where we that phrase comment, charge what you're worth, has become very, very, very popular. And in regards to that, we often think about what we value our services as, right? And so we tend to, to price our services, our products, you know, price our business from a personal perspective, from what we believe and based on our feelings. And so the reason why I put charge your worth as a charge what you're worth as a myth is because when we do that, we make the mistake of making what should be a professional matter personal. So you'll see that under the mistakes. And so rather than charging what you're worth, you charge for the value you add and not for the value you are. So I'm going to say that again. You charge for the value you add and not for the value you are. We don't, we cannot, you, you can never charge what you're worth. What, how can you value your worth as a person, right? And so if this isn't a per- personal matter, it's a professional matter. And we have to approach it as such because we're stepping into realms, again, where we're already earning significantly less than our counterparts. That means we have to approach this strategically. We cannot approach professionalism in business and be pricing our products and our services based on how we feel. And understanding when you don't have a pricing strategy behind your pricing, it's easier for you to kind of fall into that realm because your pricing up until date has been, has been based on how you feel, right? And so it's hard to quantify or qualify or even communicate 
the other factors that go into your pricing as opposed to what you feel and maybe what other people are charging or what other people are earning in your business, like in your market, sorry, or in your industry. Another myth is that people who say you're too expensive don't value your services, which isn't necessarily true. So again, especially in the online world, there's this whole thing of charge your charge what you're worth, which usually means charging higher price points. Well, I am all for you all collecting coins, and that is why we are here today to help you do so. Not everybody needs to be charging exorbitantly high prices. That just it just doesn't work, right? If every car dealership was a Ferrari dealership or a Lamborghini dealership, no one would drive, or very few people would be driving. Right. If there weren't Walmarts and there were only Nordstrom's, a lot of people wouldn't have a lot of things. So it it doesn't work like that. Your pricing has to match your market and who it is that you are looking to serve and work with and also where you're positioned in your market. Those two things have to align. And so when it comes to people saying that you're too expensive, you might, in fact, be too expensive for them. And that's not because they don't value your service. It could just be they're not the right person. And again, this is where when we take it out of a a personal perspective and we're able to look at it more strategically and say, okay, well, that person wasn't aligned for my business, that's fine. And we move on to find the right people for our business, right? And so it's important to understand that we need to be strategic about pricing. And the statistics that we went over in at the beginning of this conversation give proof and evidence that we're not being strategic when it comes to our pricing, and that there we have to we have to change that because women are earning less than than men in general and black women are even earning more significantly less than that so another mistake is not educating yourselves and having a pricing strategy behind what you're doing it really does so understanding your target market all of those things playing together and that's part of the education piece i'm sure you guys have taken a lot of online courses a lot of you know business courses, maybe even attended a lot of webinars. And pricing is the one thing I find consistently that nobody talks about from a strategic perspective. They give you strategies for marketing, for Instagram, for Facebook, for your email list, all of these things. No one ever talks about pricing. And it's like you invest, the way that I like to say it is so much more money is invested into your marketing than your actual money, when really your marketing is to earn the money. All right, so let's look at how we can change these things. So when it comes to changing your mindset, There are a few key things I want to share with you. Understanding your circle of influence is going to have a huge, a a huge impact on the way that you see and interact with money, both in your personal life, as well as your professional life as it relates to your business. So surround yourself with people who are doing better than you and who are more educated than you are financially, meaning people who are not scarce when it comes to investing, who spend and share liberally. And who are willing to, and I'm not necessarily talking about giving you free advice, but they operate in a a realm and in a world where there is abundance. And that is their life. That is their core belief. And having those people around you as part of your circle of influence is going to normalize for you the way that you think about money and normalize you wanting to earn more and normalize you investing in your business in ways that you might not see other people around you doing in the same way. And so having that circle of influence with people who will naturally pull you forward because they're already ahead of you is going to affect and help you change your mindset when it comes to money and change your practices when it comes to pricing as well. The second thing that I like to touch on is becoming conscious. So I like to say capture and correct the thoughts that do not serve an abundant life. 
So when it comes to the way you're thinking about your your money, the way you're spending, the way you're investing, or how much you have or how much you don't have, I want you to begin to listen to your thoughts. And as you're listening to them, capture them. Does this serve me? Am I thinking about scarcity or am I thinking about abundance? Am I thinking from what I don't have or am I thinking from what I do have and what I'll be able to do with that? Am I thinking from gratitude from a place of gratitude or am I thinking from a place of um, like victimizing myself because I don't have a certain, I don't have the money or I don't have, or I don't even see the means maybe. I want you to begin to become aware of your thought process as it relates to money. So becoming conscious of your thoughts and what you're thinking as well as correcting them, replacing them. There is more than enough. There is more than enough. And I like to, for, for myself, one of the practices I have is I always, I always like to ask myself, what's the worst that will happen? And to play out that scenario. So for example, if I'm thinking of investing and this year we have invested so much back into the company, more than I, I ever have before. And I'm, it was a really good experience for me to see how my mindset has shift over the, shifted over the years in that investing this money was a lot easier than it has ever been in the past. And it's the most we've ever invested back into the company. But in the time periods where this mindset did come up and it was like, oh my gosh, you're going to spend that money. You're not going to have it for something else. It was like, okay, well, let's play that out. What's the worst that could happen? The worst that could happen is let's say I I spend and I invest in that particular area and then I don't have the money for to invest in another area. Can I earn more? Yes. So then what's the what's the worst that really is going to happen? The worst that's going to happen is that I have to earn more, which I have to do anyways. (laughs) It's the whole point of running a business. It's not just to earn money one time. And so playing out some of those thoughts to help you uproot them and remove them from your life and from your, your normal way of thinking. And then lastly, how do you correct your coins? So when it comes to actual pricing in your business, how do you go about changing your pricing? So we've talked a lot about the mindset. We've talked about the cultural aspect. We've talked about the challenges, the obstacles. So now you have some foundation to help you re- begin to rewrite some of those scripts. How do you begin to change those things? First thing you're going to start with is research. So understand the solution that you are creating within your business, whether it's a product or a service, and understand the problem it solves with expertise. Become an expert around what you do, how you do it, and who you do it for. You have to be an expert. You have to be an expert. And when I'm saying expertise, I mean you have to know this with such clarity and with such conviction for yourself. Know your own services, what you do, how you do them, and then know who you serve and how it affects their business. So that's the first part. Before you think about raising your prices, you need to start there. We all need to start there, is making sure we are solid in actually being able to deliver on what it is that we're selling. So that's the first place to start. So don't compare your pricing. So who you serve and how you serve them is okay for that to be different than anyone else in your industry. That's okay. If you have a unique methodology, if you have a very specific niche that you are serving, that's okay. And often the way you operate when you do have specificity in those areas, whether it's your methodology or your niche, is going to be very different than other people who are in your industry offering the same or very similar services to you. So comparing your pricing is you're not going to be comparing apples to apples because what you do is different. So don't compare your pricing and don't compare 
either your level of success either to other people who are in your industry. Focus on you and what you're doing and that research that you do at the beginning is going to help with that. Then look at how you can hire help. Invest in your money and not just your marketing. So whether that's hiring and doing a consultation, whether that's investing in an online course to help you understand the strategic side of business and how to set up your business foundations, those are all things that you can invest your money into. It doesn't have to be with one individual person. It could be through reading books. It could be through taking courses online. It could be through, um, you know, joining particular groups and learning and investing with someone who is an expert who is leading that particular group. And so all that to say, there are ways for you to invest in hiring help for yourself. And it could simply start off with a book. It really could. And so understanding those things and those, those, business basics and those foundations are going to help you be more strategic with your pricing and help you understand how to change your pricing. I I don't recommend that everyone just raises their prices. It's not always the best way to move forward and it's not always right for your business. And so sometimes in doing so, you actually cut yourself off from the market that you're trying to that you're trying to reach because your pricing doesn't align. And so it's not just a matter of raise your pricing to charge what you're worth, as we already talked about, that's not a thing that we do. (laughs) It's about being strategic and understanding what are the factors that go into pricing before you make any changes, whether that's up or down, right? And so understanding those things are going to help you and investing in some help is is definitely a way that I would recommend to do that. And also we here at RJC Consulting are happy to help you do so because we specialize in pricing as well. And then lastly, create a niche. So operating in a niche will allow you to find the right people and will allow them to find you, right? So the more specific you are with who you serve and how you serve them, the easier it is for them to self-identify and say, yes, that's me. And the easier it is for you to identify them as well. And also to eliminate the people who aren't a right fit for your business. So that being said, when you have a niche, especially if, the way I like to put it, if you were under 5K in revenue, 5k in monthly revenue consistently, then you need to be operating within a niche. Because that means that you're too broad, that you're even your marketing efforts, whether it's Instagram, you know, whether it's social media, whether it's more traditional uh, means of marketing, you know, through broadcast or anything like that, it's too broad. If you are not seeing that revenue consistently, it's because people don't know whether or not you apply to them. And so creating that niche is a great place to start because then again, it allows you to do more specified research to say, who, who is it that I, I want to serve? What is the, What does this market look like? Get a better understanding of what the realm you're operating in and then make changes accordingly. It also allows you to hire help better because rather than just hiring a like a general business coach, as an example, you can hire somebody who specializes in the area and in the niche that you are specifically operating in. So having that niche is a strategic move for your business and helps with your pricing and helps you understand how to adjust your pricing from the from where it is right now. So these are some of the areas where you can start when it comes to shifting your, your price points in your business right now. And these things are, are very key and foundational. So I know it's like we like in the past, some of the things that I've attended have been more about, um, you know, one of the things that I saw very commonly was what feels good to you? And also, um, how much money do you need to hire yourself? And it's like, well, those things can play a role in how much you pay yourself, but not necessarily how much you charge. That's not how you determine pricing. You can ask those questions and they factor into, you know, your personal salary, 
that you that you take from your business. But when it comes to how much you're charging other people, how would you feel if someone was charging you an amount that they needed to to pay their bills? You know, while I can empathize, that's not really my issue. <laughs> that's not really my focus, right? Like I'm not coming to you to help for you to help me with my um, for you to help me with my copy so that I can pay for you to pay your rent. Like it, it just, it doesn't translate like that. And this is, this is again, why I say you don't charge for the value you are, you charge for the value you add, and you have to be able to communicate that and say, this is why I charge the pricing that I do within my company. So what did you think? I hope this discussion challenged the way you think about money and pricing in your business. Wealth starts in the mind, and when we shift our mindset from lack to abundance, we approach everything in our business from that same standpoint, including our pricing. I would love to share access to the full replay with you so you can have the full context behind what you heard today. Click the link in the show notes to access the full replay of our conversations on pricing myths, mistakes, and mindset. Or you can head over to rjcconsulting forward slash replay. Friend, these conversations are geared towards supporting Black, Indigenous, and people of color entrepreneurs to build sustainable, wealth-generating businesses, and we'll be having these conversations monthly. There's no cost to attend. All I ask is that you invite a fellow entrepreneur that's part of the BIPOC community to have a seat at the table with us. Our next conversation will take place September 19th at 10 a.m. Eastern, and the topic is the four C's of scaling your business. Click the link in the show notes to save your seat and register for the next one. And before you go, remember to join the waitlist for our Priced for Profit package for a pricing consultation and an elite training by clicking the link in our show notes or head over to our website at rjcconsulting.com forward slash PFP. There are only 10 consulting spots available and during these consultations, we'll be setting your pricing for you so that you can make sure you are earning at your highest level. Join the waitlist now so you don't miss out. As always, friend, I am so grateful for this time we have together and I'm especially excited to see your name on the registration list for next month's conversation and for Priced for Profit. Until then, I wish you coins, confidence, and all the bags. Bye for now.